Good Life, a podcast about living life a bit differently. We're Natalie and Daniel, a married couple from Tennessee. In 2015, we sold everything we owned, moved overseas, and we've been living the expat life ever since. Stick around to hear about our travel experiences, both good and bad, our expat adventures, and everything in between. Welcome back to episode number four. Prague. Here we go. So I'm sure you already know that Prague is the capital of the Czech Republic. Yes, it is. And uh, according to Wikipedia, which is a very trusty source, uh, there are 1.3 million people who live in the city of Prague. But on any given day, there are around 2 million people in the city. And it's not a very big city at all. It didn't seem that, but maybe that includes like a larger area than just like the main part of the city. Yeah, it could be. I know yeah. I know where we were. It didn't feel like it was that big. I think it was just so walkable and there's good transportation. So, Yes, public yeah. transportation is very nice there. But yeah, so uh, Prague is, you know, it's a center of Central Europe, like for politics, for culture, for economics. Like it's just, it's kind of a badass city. It is. Um, so I know before we went, we started doing a little bit of research and we found that since 92, the historical city center was declared, um, a UNESCO world heritage site, which is pretty cool. And once you've been there, you totally get that because those buildings are amazing. Yeah. Very beautiful. And you know, they all survived the war without too much damage actually compared to other cities. So, yeah. And you can tell that some of them have been repaired or fixed but they did a very good job to make it look like it was yeah. natural and they left it there on purpose right so, oh. you could, so you could see yeah that was what the, the russians did when they were drinking in a tank one night yeah. they got drunk and shot the library up and so they hired these guys to fix all the bullet holes that they put in the walls and the guys on purpose used a different color mortar so you will always be able to see the bullet <laughs> holes in there fun things you learn um, so we went to Prague in 2015. We went over Christmas and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was like a, I don't know, a Christmas story almost because all yeah, the Christmas like stalls and like a fairy tale for yeah, Christmas. Everything's decorated for Christmas. The markets. Yeah. All the Christmas music. And of course they celebrate Christmas. Orthodox. Orthodox. And it's very weird. They also eat, on Christmas Day, they eat... Uh, carp. Carp. So <laughs> you're walking around the city, and there's all these big vats of carp. And I was like, why in the world would you eat a carp? I, I think they're disgusting, but... Well, they probably think some of our foods are disgusting as well. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting Christmas traditions all over the world. Yeah. What people eat and what... Yeah, but for them. And they buy carp at the market, and then they take it home and put it in the bathtub... Yeah, for three days. <laughs> and I was like, why do you take it on for three days? They're like, just to make sure it's clean. And I was like. Well, there you go. Yeah. But, so we didn't draw the carp. We would have if somebody had invited us to their house for Christmas, but. Yeah, because we asked if you could, like, buy it in the restaurant. And they're like, no, no restaurant serve it. You have to get it at somebody's home. Yeah, but I would say the other foods that we had, we really liked. It's very, um, 
course, we were there in the winter, so I don't know what they would have in the summer. But in the winter, it was very like meat, potatoes, cabbage, pork, pastries. Yeah, but you know they have everything from like your corner pub, the food stalls to Michelin star restaurants. Yeah, most definitely. Which we never went to a Michelin star restaurant. We stayed more toward the the little pub, the little hole in the wall places. That yeah, the local places. Um, okay, so when we went, like I said, it was Christmas, and um, we flew from Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, we flew direct from Dubai to Prague, and we arrived at night, and our Airbnb host picked us up at the airport, um, and we walked out of the airport. I guess it was nice. So we couldn't see anything, but it was quite chilly compared to coming from the Middle East. Very much so. It was like. 33, 34, so one or two for... Yeah, maybe like one degree Celsius. But yeah, it was quite chilly. But um, anyways, he drove us into the city, and like I just remember seeing like a castle in the distance and being like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is going to be epic. And all the cobblestone streets. Little bitty, little bitty narrow streets in the city. Yeah, it was really like picturesque. but, But anyways, the Airbnb, so... That was actually our first time booking an Airbnb. We had stayed at like guest houses in the States and like not hotel chains and other places that we traveled, but we had never done Airbnb. I guess it was still fairly new back then. Yeah. Um, but it did not disappoint. Do you remember it was up on the fourth floor and the building was from like the 13th century and there was no lift, no elevator, and it was a spiral staircase? Yeah. How many steps were a hundred steps. A hundred steps. I counted steps them. Every day she would count them out as we went up or down. It's not annoying at all to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really fun. Um, after a few pints of local beer, those those uh, spiral stairs were a bit daunting. Yeah. Sit down halfway and take a break. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Airbnb was just amazing. It had, it actually had like a gourmet kitchen. Yeah, it had a very nice kitchen. The guy, like, it was like pretty much the attic of a building. And he came in and put two rooms upstairs. Had a full ensuite, a master, a full kitchen, a guest bedroom, and a guest den thing because it had that. Yeah, I think the guest bedroom it didn't have it didn't have like beds, but it had like three couches in it, and they all had like pull out beds. Yeah, but it had like you know wooden beams, and it was very cozy. Yeah, I had to be careful where I walked because all the beams were running it angles and stuff and yeah smack your head on them yeah we had an amazing view of the city you could just pop the window open yeah you could see downtown you could hear all the church bells every night oh it's just absolutely perfect and it was only uh maybe like a two minute walk to the old town square which is like the main city center of that part of prague and the old town square which is full of christmas markets it's the most christmassy place we've ever been it, it was really like something out of a movie or a fairy tale. Yeah. Like you said, everything was decorated for Christmas. They were playing Christmas music everywhere. You could get your uh, your mulled wine and a pint of beer at 7.30 in the morning. I was like, really? Yeah. So obviously coming from the Middle East, we were a bit limited at that time on buying like pork or having beer. Not ha- having pork or beer, but it was a bit more expensive to get here oh yeah especially like out at a restaurant or something um to have pork but i know a lot of mornings we would just hit at the little food stall and we would have beer and a sausage for breakfast 
Yeah, it was like a dollar and a half. Yeah, and it just it was like such a treat. It was amazing. And that's the perfect fuel you need for going and walking around the city the whole day. Yeah, freezing. Yeah. So. So um, I would say like I really like the way that we travel when we go to new cities. Um, we don't we didn't plan very much actually. You know, we did a bit of research, but then we're like, oh, we'll just. Yeah, we looked up a, out. a few things. There's a few things that you know that everybody says you have to see, like the clock. It's cool to see. Um, oh, the astronomical clock. Yeah, it's it's very neat to see. Yeah, it's uh, all right. You stand there for an hour and you watch these little fellows go around in a circle. I don't think we stood for an hour. But I think every it, hour. Yeah, every hour. But I think I saw it once and I was like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Sorry, Prague. Very yeah. interesting. But yeah. it's, it's the oldest one in the world, I think, or something like that. I don't, I don't remember I don't the remember details. But um, anyways. But I do like the way that we travel, how we don't always go to like the must-see tourist places. And we just kind of find our own way. Yeah, we do our own thing. Yeah, so I think this was the first trip that we had been to like a big city. Yeah, I know it was the first trip we'd been to a big city outside of America. Yes, And besides moving here. Yeah, besides moving here, going to Dubai or something. But we were just so excited to walk and explore the city. So we came up with this idea, and we still do it now when we travel, to just like, take turns choosing like okay i'm gonna say we're gonna take the next three rights and then you choose the next two rights and a left yeah and then we'll just see where we end up and sometimes that takes us to very scary places <laughs> but yeah. um but in prague we just it was great because we got away from the touristy areas and down these like little random side streets with family-owned restaurants and no one spoke English in those areas or they didn't have any other Western, yeah, like non-local people yeah, in there showing eating. up to eat because um, it looked like you were, like the restaurants and stuff just looked like the, the front porch of somebody's house. Just kind of like, oh yeah, we just converted the den into a restaurant, come on in. Yeah. So I'm really glad like we decided to do that, that trip and, or we would say we'll walk 10 minutes in this direction and just see where we end up. Yeah. Or when we go for lunch, like we want to stop around 11. So wherever we are around 11. That's where we're eating at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think one of my favorite things that we did in Prague was the food tour. Yes, that was one of the neatest things. Uh, we went with this gentleman named Jan. Yeah. He uh, he was from Prague. Mm -hmm. He lived in America for like 10 years, I think, 10 or 12 years. And then he moved back to Prague to start this food tour and a historical something. I can't remember what he was all doing, but he was doing a little of everything. Yeah. But so our food tour ended up being only four people. So it was us and then that other couple. And I think it was meant for 10 people. Yeah. But it just, the time that we booked wasn't that popular apparently. And it was so amazing because it wasn't just a food tour. It was... A history tour. Yeah, history tour. He told us all about the buildings, about the history of the country. And then he also gave us, like, took us to extra places, like, oh, I have to take you here, but then, like, let's go over here. This is where the locals go for a beer. Um, but the it started at this adorable shop. Do you remember it looked like a, um, like a gingerbread house on the outside? And that is where gingerbread is from. Yeah, gingerbread originated in Prague, so... It's the most delicious gingerbread I've ever had in my life. 
does not taste anything like American gingerbread. No. And you go in, and the first thing they did is like, oh, you're decorating a gingerbread man. And I was like, yay. Oh, eating. You then, liked it. Yeah. Me and my little piping bag trying to yeah. make straight lines didn't look very well. But, you know, it was so cute because it was, I felt like I was in somebody's grandmother's kitchen. And it was just at the table, and they brought out all these cookies for us. And we just sat there and decorated them, and then we ate them. Yeah, and then they gave us a bag to go. Yeah, it was a really great start to the trip or to the tour. And um, so I think after the gingerbread place, we walked to the little side street that had the open face sandwiches and the butchery. Yeah. They were side by side. And the little sandwiches, apparently it's customary there to eat, like I said, of a regular sandwich, just open face. Yeah, you eat it with it open, which yeah. was different. And I think, I remember there was some type of like a beetroot sandwich and... I can't remember what that really, was. Because they pickle a lot of stuff there. Yes, like they really pickle nice, everything there. Really nice pickled stuff on the sandwich. I don't remember what it was. And then the butchery was super cool. Oh, yeah. The but- the butchery was like this old little building that wasn't very big. Uh, so you just queue up. Everybody queues up outside and gets their fresh meat, their steaks, pork, whatever. And then they had all the dried meat as well. But on the weekends they would lower a table down from the ceiling and it was max capacity four people and you paid one set price and they did like a five course meal with your wine your beer and everything that went along with it we tried to book into it but of course it's booked out months they're in like advance. yeah you got to book this like in a year in advance and I was especially like, oh. around christmas time yeah. like it's so popular but it was really really neat yeah and i think we ended up spending way too much time because i had way too much prosciutto and yeah, pepperoni and all that other good stuff standing there absolutely delicious and then i think from there we walked through part of the town and we ended up in this tower the gunpowder tower yeah so like during the war apparently that's where they stored all the gunpowder um, and there's a little restaurant at the top of it and maybe four tables or six yeah, tables it's pretty maybe. tiny um and we had this soup and uh, Jan asked all of us, he was like, okay, you have to guess what is in the soup. And I said, we both said cabbage. Yeah, we both said cabbage. I can't remember. Potato maybe is what somebody else said. But it ended up, the soup was made from sauerkraut, yeah. which cabbage, but yeah. Um, Never would have guessed in a million years that it was sauerkraut. It was so creamy and delicious. And it was cold outside and you're like warm and cozy in this clock tower, bell tower type of thing. Yeah. Where we're eating. Oh, it's and Everything then, in Prague to me was like picturesque. And they had uh, actual wood burning fireplaces that went from the, I think we were on the second floor, second or third floor. I don't remember. But the, the chimney went all the way from the ground to the top, and each floor had a different fireplace on, yeah. which was pretty neat to walk past and see. Yeah, and then from there we went, I think it was called Cafe Louvre, where we went for dinner and had a traditional dinner. It was just like a, like a meat with gravy. I can't remember what they called it. And then... Um, really nice wine. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you get one glass with your meal. They end up giving one bottle per person at the table. Yeah. I guess because there was only five only f- of us. Yeah, so that was really good. And then for de- um, for dessert, it was like the, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Like the little crepe with apples oh, I on the inside. Yeah. If you're listening and you know what this is called. It's a very common name, and I cannot think of it for the life of me. Oh, I don't. I'll think of it later. We'll come back to that. But that, and then we had glue wine, again, which is like mold wine. Uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. So that was one of the highlights for me 
um, of our trip to Prague. And since that, since that food tour was so successful for us, whenever we travel and we have time, we try to book another food tour because it's a really good way to get to know the city as long as the places they're taking you to aren't super touristy. Yeah, I'd much rather find a little hole in the wall places like Jan took us on and stuff like that. And one neat thing about Jan, when we left, me and him, we sat inside each other at dinner and we were just talking about beer. And he literally took out a piece of paper and drew a map and he's like, go to these bars and he's like i promise you you won't find a tourist in here and i was like we're going yep um do you remember i think it was the next night we ended up going to that really small restaurant the one that had the the wagon wheel on the front porch yeah and it was kind of in the old town square but it was only like two streets off but, but it was down like four different alleys to get to it. Yeah, so even though it was super close to the Old Town Square, it wasn't touristy at all. It was really tiny. We ended up sharing a table. They had to ask this other couple to move over so we could sit with them. Then they had to go in the back and find the English menus because they gave us the, the other menus the other menus, and they were all in check. And I was like, I have no idea. I mean, I can point I mean, honestly, and guess. Honestly, we would just say, like, bring us whatever. We don't care. Yeah. But I do know that is the place that we had pork knuckle. And it was to die for. Yeah. One of the biggest pork knuckles I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So, but I think it's kind of indicative that we always try to go, not that we have to be the only, like, non-locals, but I just feel like that's a good sign. Like, when you find the place where the locals go, yeah. you know the food's going to be good. Yeah, because that's what they're eating. So, you know, generally they're not going to serve bad food to their own people. Yeah. And then... I think one of my other favorite things that we did was what you talked about with the, our, we did a our own beer tour. Yeah, we did a beer challenge. Between both of us, it was $20 that we had for both of us. It was like, we're going to drink as many beers as we can for $20 today. And we didn't start first thing in the morning. We started after lunch. And you know, being the reasonable yeah, people that we are. Being responsible. <laughs> so the first thing we did, we found this craft beer bar, and we started there. And we're like, all right, we'll just do a flight of beer. And they made their own beer. And they had 10, which is unusual on a flight of beer. So we was like, all right, we'll take, you know. We'll share one flight of beer because yeah. that was 10 samples of beer. Yeah, and most places, they when you do the flights, there are four ounces pours. These were six-ounce pours, and there were 10 of them. And they were a dollar a piece. ended up being $10 for the flight. So I was like, all right, so we spent half the money at our first place. Yeah, so we thought we'll probably go through the money really quickly. Yeah, we figured in a couple hours we'd be done. Yeah, well, which was fine. Yeah. We only wanted to spend that much money. But then the next place we went to, um, there was no English menu, yeah. no English options. So we just said, like, Pivo is the word for beer. And so it was like Pivo Dark and Pivo Light. Yeah. And we ordered one of each. And it was like 50 cents. For both of them. Yeah, that so was the bill. So we sat in there and drank a pint of beer there. We left there and went to another place. And did the same thing. And maybe they were, I think the most we spent after that was maybe like a dollar per beer. Yeah. And that was a lot to spend on beer. And then we rucked up to this little bitty place and it said sports bar. And I was like, oh, we'll try um, a sports bar out. And uh, we went in and sat down and we ended up having dinner and a couple more pints to finish off the $20. And we were done. And Absolutely. I think, I think just we like, included the dinner in the $20. Yeah. Yeah. And just absolutely just way too much to drink that day, pretty much. I was just really full because we yeah. walked so much. And it was a lot of heavy beer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was really, really fun. 
So I think I would say something like the Charles Bridge was also really memorable. I mean, obviously, it's like one of the biggest tourist sites in Prague. Yeah, and we get up early, early one morning and got out there before everybody else did. Okay, we actually didn't even know we were on the Charles Bridge. It was foggy. <laughs> That's what we're going to blame it on. Yeah, and we were just like, okay, we'll just walk this way for 10 minutes this morning. And then we like looked up and we're like, this bridge, people are just like taking a lot of pictures. It seems really popular. And I was like, oh, let me look at my map. <laughs> we <laughs> were standing on, Charles, on the Charles Bridge. bridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so remember we, we walked across that. And they have all sorts of like vendors on the bridge, like a caricaturist or somebody selling flowers or touristy type of yeah. stuff. But so it is just, really beautiful. Yeah, we bypassed all of that, and we didn't buy a lock and and put it on the bridge. No, and throw the key into the water. No, Mm-mm. we looked at the locks. Yeah, we did look at them, but we didn't buy any. No, um, but no, I, I don't remember if it was that same day. I think it was later in the week. We walked across the Charles Bridge again and made the journey up that giant hill to the Strahov Monastery. Yeah. I think we were going to the to the castle, to the Prague castles yeah, on that Prague side. Castle. And I can't remember which one we did first. The monastery. We did the castle first. Okay, so we went to the castle. Absolutely stunning. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's very awesome because you stand out there and you look at the city side and you can just see the whole city. Yeah, but also like the castle itself was yeah. just beautiful. And then there was the cathedral. Like, it's like that gilded yeah. look. Oh, man. And that was the 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 bone... Uh, no, the Church of Bones is outside the city a bit. Is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got that mixed up. But so after the castle, we walked up the hill. The rest of the way. To the monastery. And we just, it wasn't very busy at all. We're like the only people there. And we couldn't figure out how to get in. Remember, we were just like walking around. Yeah. All of the doors kept having arrows saying, go this way, go this way. So we walked all the way around it. Yeah. And then we ended up in Back the, at where we started at. And then the restaurant or bar area of the monastery. And um, they make their own beer, and they had dark beer and light beer that day. I think if you went in the summer, they may may have more options. Yeah, they may. I don't know, but um, and we sat outside, and it was it was cold. It was only like thirty five degrees, maybe like three degrees. I think that is in Celsius. But for me, that is the most memorable time that we had in Prague, because we sat outside, overlooking the entire city with fresh beer and they had blankets on all the chairs and heaters and heaters outside and they were playing christmas music looking over the the vent or the orchard yeah the orchards and the oh it was just unreal yeah so we sat up there for hours yeah we sat up there for three or four hours had one or two maybe three beers and then eventually had to make that lovely walk back down the hill i think we also had some food though like yeah, we probably some snacks did. or something. Anyways, but I think for me, like that was, like when I think back to our time in Prague, that was my favorite. And also, because we had never been to a city like this, that viewpoint of the old city, yeah, is so special. And it had like all the the brown roofs or red roofs, whatever you want to call them. I don't know. I just it was magical. Yeah, and then when we left, when instead of going straight back down the hill, we kind of meandered through the orchard and zigzagged and of course there was nothing growing because it's the dead of winter but it was still neat to walk around and see all the all the trees and and then we walked around there were like um at that part of the city on that side of the river remember there were like 
live bands playing in the street. Yeah, that uh, what's that music called? It's not like Oompa bands. Yeah, kind of, kind of like that, but not really. I don't know how to describe them. I don't either, because that one dude was definitely wearing a kilt. Maybe they're like Gaelic. Yeah, Gaelic. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, and playing like violins and singing in the street, and people were just joining in, and they were singing Christmas carols. Yep. Man, just. It was just so much fun. Yeah, it was absolutely cool. Um, and we w- we walked all the a lot of the bridges because Charles Bridge runs parallel with like five or six other bridges and yeah. go to different parts of the city and cross over each one, get different viewpoints. Um, and what about remember at one point it did rain on us? It did rain on us, and we'd been there I don't know a couple of days, a couple two or three days, and it was in the evening, so the sun was down and it started drizzling rain. I was like, oh, we'll be back. I mean, we went and probably a 20-minute walk from back to where we were staying. And then it started raining harder and harder. And in, <laughs> in just a minute, we were soaking wet. And so we jumped in a taxi, which we were told by everybody, do not do that. But and we also tell everybody now, do not take a taxi because yeah. they're very expensive. They will rip you off. Uh, like a five-minute ride was like either 15 or $20. But At that point, it didn't matter. We no, just needed we to were, get back. Yes, yeah, soaking wet, trying to get back. Freezing cold. I remember that night we went out and bought an umbrella. Yeah, we bought it. Living in Abu Dhabi, we don't need umbrellas. A lot of people use umbrellas here, but for protection from the sun. Yeah, they use them for shade. Yeah, but we don't. Ha- we didn't have an umbrella because it doesn't rain very much here, hardly at all. And so that night we went out and bought an umbrella, and we take that umbrella on every single trip because it's compact. It folds down nicely. And have we ever used that umbrella? Nope. I don't even know that's ever even been open since that night. Well, you remember after we bought it, it stopped raining, and so we didn't even use it that night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've never even like opened it up, but yeah. we've it's moved around with us. It's gone on every trip, but yeah. we have yet to use it. One day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just say like overall, Prague was the most magical city. Being at Christmas time. Yeah, they definitely cater to Christmas because for one, they they want all the tourism, or that's one of their biggest times. Yeah. Is Christmas. And when they do, man, they set it up and they do it right. Yeah. I mean, all the the street stalls, the Christmas markets, and I mean... The Christmas trees. Yeah, Christmas trees are everywhere. Like in every little corridor, you'll come down an alley, and there'll be like four different ways you can go, and there'll be a Christmas tree in the middle of it, which is pretty neat. Um, but, I mean, I don't remember what time the, the market closed, but it was late at night. They open early in the morning and generally Maybe go... Maybe like 10 or something? Yeah, 10 like or that? 11 at night. Oh, do you remember that um, that one thing that they had, Turdelnik? Yes. So it's like a pastry cooked on like a rod. Yeah. And they like wrap it around the rod and cook it over the fire, over the heat, whatever. And then they peel it off the rod and you can have it just like that. Or you can have it filled with things. So they can put like chocolate or Nutella or ice cream. I had it plain and then I had it filled with ice cream. Yeah. Because I'm weird and I like to eat ice cream outside when it's freezing cold. Yeah. Then you want to go get a cup of coffee afterwards. Exactly. Or, in that case, glue wine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just a really magical time, I think. Um, and I really like the fact that we didn't plan too much. Did we probably miss some things we would have liked to see? Yeah. Definitely. We would love to go back. But also, we just wandered around, took it all in. All the theaters and the galleries and the museums. Like, not that we necessarily went in those things. No, but it was cool to walk around and see them. And then it was also 
I thought really neat just to be walking around and like dipping in out of these alleys. And then you're right in the middle of neighborhoods where kids are playing and mom and dad's like doing whatever, but it, you're like with the locals. Yeah, like they, they actually live right there. It's yeah. not just for tourists. Um, and back to that one thing, the Church of Bones was outside the city. Yeah. And that was creepy and cool. Yeah, that's very different, but yeah. should say it if you go there. Um, so I don't know how you, how you feel, but I would say that Prague was extremely memorable because it was our first big trip since we moved overseas. It's our first Christmas away from our families, like being on our own. And it was our very first time in Europe. Yeah. I think that stands out more than it was like a bunch of first. Yeah. And so I, for me, like Prague would just always hold a very special place in my heart. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, we'll link the Airbnb that we stayed at in the description. And from Prague, we mm. took a train to Vienna. Vienna. So where it was even colder. Much colder in Vienna than it was Prague. It's yeah. also our first train ride. It was our first actual like train. Like real ride. train. Yeah. yeah. Not like going to the Christmas tree farm yeah. or something. Not like riding a subway or a metro. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so join us back for episode five to hear about the freezing cold weather in beautiful Vienna. Right. See y'all. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share it on social media, give us a rating and leave a review. These really help us. Follow and connect with us on Instagram at Our Wayward Life and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at ourwaywardlife at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.